0: Yo, guys, girls, guardians, and gamers, and welcome to episode four of Stasis Chat. Where I'm back at being host. Hallelujah! I now have a voice, and I don't feel as horrible as I have done over the last few weeks. So today I have with me the usual usual star of the show, BMG. Hello, Say hi. Good evening. And in the other corner, we have Sentinel Gaming. Hey, how's it going? So, uh, what? So, let's start off with the first things first. What have you guys been playing this week? I'll start with Sentinel.
1: Uh, this week I've been going back through and playing Sleeping Dogs again, you know, especially well, and you know, like the whole GTA league, it kind of made me uh think back to some of the great sandbox games that we had and sleeping dogs are just you know i was just mm. like really missing it and uh going back through and then whenever you go back through and play it especially after all these years you realize how great of a game it was
0: definitely i think it's uh one of those that you go back to a game after years you you can relive the wonder if you leave it long enough
1: yeah absolutely
0: and the Almighty BMG, how what have you been playing this week?
1: Uh, I've been on a mixture of things
2: actually over the last few days. Um I started a new um, class in Destiny, which I just came off just before the show. Um started a Titan class and I'm enjoying it to the point where my I don't think I'll go back to Warlock. Um Really enjoying it, uh, but not only that, and I, and I didn't realize this because obviously we we kind of played Destiny from the very start. But the whole hmm. introduction and story stuff, and how they explain things, and like start to build stuff up, is completely different. And it actually explains a lot more than I realized. Um, yeah, so I know it really it's really goes. good. Yeah, yeah, it's I really mean, really good.
0: I've, I've recorded it myself, you know, on my channel and. It's it's very similar to how it was, you know, Destiny 1's beginning, but with a twist, and I think it can bring back a little bit of nostalgia for those of us who've, you know, not played the beginning for seven years. Yeah. For example, yeah, nice. like yourself.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm actually enjoying Titan more than anything, and I don't think I would go back to... Um... Back, back to my warlock. To be honest, I'm I'm quite happy with what Titan does and the way it moves and that. So yeah, I think I'm staying there. Uh, other than that, I've um I've downloaded Death Loop. Um, I just started booty booted it up. Not you know, just done the first little bit and thought, no, I'm not. You know, I'll come back to it. It's a game, one of them games you need to kind of sit down really think about, you know, figure how things work and stuff like that. And <laughs> I've got that much going on. I don't think I've really got the time for all that. So, uh um, but I'll come back to that at some point. um I think mean, over on the PlayStation side, I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West on the PlayStation 5. Um, nice. I'm going to try my best, to get that out the way as quick as possible. um Because we have God of War Ragnarok coming out November 9th. So I want to hopefully yeah. get God of War 2018 done beforehand. But it all depends. I've got stuff on. I'm, I'm just hooked on that Destiny train at the moment. What have yeah. you been playing, playing Raza?
0: <laughs> Uh, Me, personally, I've actually been playing... I've gone back quite a few years. I've gone back 25 years and started playing Fallout 1. Um, I've played every Fallout game since... Fallout 3, I've never played the original by uh, Black Isle Studios. Which...
2: All right, okay.
0: It's a completely different experience and a lot harder. Um, it's very different. Um, I've also been playing a little bit of Destiny, uh, playing through the weekly. Uh, as a hunter, to say that I'm a warlock main, oh. I've really been enjoying Hunter's new super and the way it moves. It feels more like a... Traditional, especially with the jump, it's a very much more traditional double jump.
2: Yeah, I I don't know how I'd feel about that, to be honest. It's, uh, I'm not used to strafing along and like flying in the air. I think just a double jump is a bit mm, off putting for me.
0: Yeah, which I can completely understand. Um, So, yeah, I think you, well, you know, we're. Talking about games and stuff, um, BMG. You were on about. Uh, we were talking last night, weren't we, about the uh, priority of uh, PlayStation support to Stars loyalty program members.
2: Yes, yes, um, yeah. They kind of again. It's a whole PlayStation stepping on the uh, the old rakes. And they've not they've not kind of been in a been in a good place over the last few days with the news coming out from them. Um, the with the PlayStation Stars, it's the new loyalty program where you earn points to which would then accredit getting games, avatars, and things like that, um, or wallet money so into your account so you can buy games. That's the yeah. the, the basic gist of PlayStation stars loyalty program but what they've done is um and i had to actually read into it because at first i thought it was linked to the playstation plus where you had to be in the premium tier to get priority which i thought was wasn't good but that's not the case and um, to be honest i would personally say it's worse and um, to be class get into the highest tier to get customer support you have to buy free full priced 70 pound slash dollar games which is absolutely bonkers you know you've got an issue say you only buy small games a year or something like that a couple of games or you're in this subscription service and you've got an issue you've been in the queue for an hour but because a lot of the bigger PlayStation fans have bought all their games at 70 um, dollars they get priority and you're kind of still stuck in that queue. Um, I've got a feeling things might backtrack and change, but, if you know, for that to come out and leak out doesn't look good, does not look good at all. You know, the more money you spend with us, we will put you in a higher tier and prioritise you over someone who only buys a couple of games a year. Which, you know, it's like, why? Why why would you do this PlayStation? What, what on earth would possess you to do this? But... You know, it's, it just seems to be uh, everything they're doing at the moment's not very consumer friendly. Because also, alongside that, the uh, they've made the interior of the PlayStation Five cheaper, smaller, and they're charging us more. And not in America, mm-hmm. America they're keeping it the same price because that's where their biggest, you know, the competition is. But near enough for everywhere else in the world, it's gone up a significant amount. So they're they're making the console cheaper. The shipping it cheaper but they're charging you more for it it's it, 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 it's 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 crazy it's just stepping on rake after rake but yeah
0: it's very cartoonish if i mean you could literally use a gif of a cartoon walking over rakes <laughs> over and over Definitely. again it's...
1: i think um i think part of that comes from jim ryan being a numbers guy you know, it's like since he came on the scene, you can tell he's a business guy, and he probably hasn't played a video game since the Atari days. <laughs> have you have you seen him hold the sense
2: when they were doing the um, you know showing showing it off for the first time?
1: Yeah, a little. You know, it's like he doesn't uh, he doesn't really know how to he doesn't know how to relate to gamers. Um, he's not comfortable with the product. You remember what he said about the uh, PlayStation, the original PlayStation games. You know, he said, "Who would play this crap?" Yeah. Or, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but um, with Jim Ryan, he doesn't see PlayStation gamers as people that he values. He sees them as open wallets, and he takes what he wants. That's what we're seeing mm. right now.
0: Yeah, and yeah. it's very much, very, very, very strange. Um, I would like to start by uh, welcoming people to the. Uh, to the podcast, I would like to wel- welcome Masuko, um, Stubbsy. Welcome to joining us, and um, obviously Sentinel for actually being here today. But you know, it's Stubbs. It's- so Stubbs is Stubbs
2: is a panel member on Stacy's Chat. He's uh, just taking a bit of a, a holiday break at the moment. So obviously, people will know that he's on here. Um, but yeah, he's have, having a having a bit of a, a rest. Yeah. Well, it's great to see
0: you. Yeah, I can. The thing is, Xbox and PlayStation have gone very separate ways in terms of their marketing and not marketing. Sorry, the way their company is run, personally, and because at the head of get Xbox, you've got Phil Spencer, who is literally a gamer through and through. Just just from the things he says. Whereas Jim Ryan, it's all about the numbers. It's all about pencil pushing. From what I've seen, anyway. But,
2: yeah, he's, he's head of PlayStation, but obviously he has a board he has to answer to as well, you know, um, hmm. which you know, they're still in Japan and, and what have you, but he's still got a board to answer. So it's not like he's just free reign to do what he wants. He, you know, the stuff he's going to have to run past, but, you know, he is a good businessman. He's making PlayStation a lot of money, but it's kind of getting to that point where, you know, you're at the top for so long, you, you know, do pretty much everything revolves around PlayStation, but, now you're making these mistakes. You're giving competition chance to get a foothold higher up. You know the he mm. PlayStation comes out saying we're upping the price. Xbox and Nintendo comes out and says, currently in today's climate and the cost of living, right as of now, we're not doing anything. You know, and um, which is mm. a, a good move on their part because generally, when one of them does something, they all tend to follow suit over a period of time. So. And um, it just seems to be one thing after another. And the, the whole loyalty program thing is just, it's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I mean, to say, I mean, I don't know a single person that could probably afford without being a multimillionaire or, you know, on a very decent wage that could spend 70 pounds three times a month just to get starts. Personally, it's just to get priority uh, of it's, customer service.
2: Yeah, it's a free... The PlayStation is, just to note, the PlayStation Stars reward program. It is a free free series. Um, it's not a free series. It's a, it's a free uh, program. You don't pay for it. It's just when you buy games, you subscribe to the subscription service, and you're paying full price for first-party titles, that's what it's putting you in higher tiers. The more you spend and the more you play, the higher you go.
0: Which is it's very much like Microsoft Rewards, isn't it? From it just it's run completely, in, in most game gamers' opinions, especially after seeing that we'll say is wrong, unless you're a PlayStation fanboy.
2: Yeah. You can Personally. um yeah, there is um he obviously, when you say it's like a bit like you know the Xbox, Xbox do the sort same thing. Xbox I offer you many different ways to earn actual points that you can spend on pretty much anything in store. You can donate them to charity. You can enter sweepstakes. You know they offer so many options, so many ways to get points. Currently, um, I I don't know what it is over in. Uh, america sentinel so you probably have to let us know on your side but if you have the xbox app not the game pass app just the xbox app you can get i think it's 250 about about just shy of 300 points a day seven days a week just through the app
1: actually i think for us it's like it's a little more i think it's 320 because um, there's two different um basically there's two different browsers And then um, one is on PC, one's on Xbox, and then one's on your, um, I think one is on your mobile phone. And they give you points for each one of these. And so, and that's not even including, um, you know, getting an achievement per day, which is worth 50 points or the weekly challenges that they have. And um, it's like, I haven't had to pay for Game Pass Ultimate for over a year because I'm using this program.
2: Yeah, so that's the other option, isn't it? You, you know, you're yeah. getting you're basically playing to get your subscription for free.
1: Yeah, whereas... and you have you have some people that are saving their points up and they're actually getting controllers or consoles if they save that much. So it's a great program, and I think PlayStation would really benefit from having something like that. But at the same time, I don't think um, Sony has as much financial wiggle room, so to speak, as as Microsoft does.
0: Well, speaking of uh, financial wiggle room, uh, personally, me and uh, BMG actually so- found something last night. Um, do you want to go over that quite quickly, or do you want me? Do you want me to say it?
2: which, so which, which one?
0: <laughs> uh, we talk- I'm, t- I'm talking about the market that we were looking at.
2: Oh, the the, the, the yeah yeah. I can um, head the topic. You'll have to pull up the the market caps. Um, uh, uh. So, or are you are you doing it, or do you
0: want me to do it? Oh, right. Uh, basically, I've got the market caps right next to me. Um, the basically with the well, Saudi Arabia are very interested in buying. Well, it's Saudi Arabia's game investment group is actually what willing to spend thirteen billions to, to acquire a leading game publisher. Um, that's 13 billion US dollars and we were looking at what what they could buy um looking at the market caps and the top one in that price group was unity software now bmG I think or sent I think you know more who unity is I can't remember off top of off the top of my head who Unity is.
2: Yeah. It, well yeah, it's, it's 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 pretty much their um yeah the whole the whole thing is is um, um Saudi Arabia Games investment group uh they have got 38 billion that they are going to invest in studios. Um obviously that's not actually acquiring them that's just getting a foothold stake in does it give them the majority does it not we don't we as this at this moment in time we don't know um but they've also got um they've already come out and said we're going to spend 13 billion to acquire a leading publisher um and looking at so we we had a bit of a google have a look around to see what the market cap was that's around that 13 billion because we're going to remember um if the mark even if the market caps 13 billion you're going to have a premium on top of that so yeah. um you know, you're not going to get it just because a company's 13 billion, not going to get it for 13 billion. Um, so, having a look at what sort of studios there is or developers and companies they could acquire for that price. And um, we have at the top of that list, we start with Unity Software, which comes in market cap at 10.19 billion. Um you've also embracer Group. I didn't realize this. Embracer Group is only actually market cap is 7.33 billion. They own shitloads of studios. The I've I thought I thought they were up in the um you know about 30 40 billion, but they're not, they're quite a low price, you know. At that price, if they've got 13 billion to spend, they could acquire.
1: The whole of Embracer, it's it's a bit of a, it's scary, is that they're um, getting they're getting acquired definitely after that Saints Row reboot debacle. They're getting acquired, yeah.
2: It could be, but <laughs> well, could they swallow the cost? Because it's obviously the they just seem to be buying all these studios, making games, and they're losing yeah. money, but they just don't seem to care. They just keep keep buying and buying and buying. Um, you've kind of next on the gaming side of it. You got Konami Holdings coming in at six point. One, one billion, which again is mm. even, which is, it's a possibility. It's a Japanese studio. Look at the IP that Konami hold. It's not just the um, game side of it. It's, you know, your, your Pachinko machines and that sort of stuff, the spas, because they're quite into the that side of it, the gambling and the day spas and things like that. So um, there's always that that there. You've got um, 37 Interactive, which is 5.43 billion. Here's another surprise you. Capcom at 5.3 billion. I I was shocked to that, see how that long. was
0: that was very surprising to say yeah. that how to say that how much you you think of Capcom, you have a you look at Pac-Man things like that, you know, things that are historically big in gaming like it's, it, that's a strange one to see. I mean, next one down after Capcom Square Enix. It like is. At
2: 5.15 billion. And to be honest, I think Square Enix is where they're going for. It's a leading game developer. They've literally, they've already come out and said, we can't afford to make games on our own. And mm. they're looking for people in to invest maybe this is where they'll invest in it instead of trying to acquire them but you know the shedding they've shedded like the west studios because obviously they didn't really care about them and you know the games weren't as su- as successful as they want yeah a part of me and um, so it's almost like they're kind of you know showing the tail a bit to mm. encourage rather investment or acquisition because a lot of people think playstation go for them but
0: See, there was a lot that we saw that were, we were very shocked by a lot. Like BMG, what's one of your favorite games series of all time?
2: Uh, yeah, Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed, three point four seven billion. I don't think you will see Ubisoft because they've just had a um, a bit of a deal with Tencent, haven't they? Tencent have just bought um, forty nine point nine percent of the Gilmont brothers company, which obviously is the sister main company of, um, of Ubisoft. Um, I, and I can't, and they've, they've also increased the stake in the Ubisoft company. So I don't think it's going to be Ubisoft. I think you're going to be looking somewhere between square Enix and believe it or not CD project red, because they're only got a uh, worth of 2.15 billion. So
0: I it's mean... interesting.
2: Very interesting.
0: There's another one that was even fer- that was even further down than Ubisoft. Um, not too far, much further down, but Sega being only worth three billion was.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's harder with Sega because Sega isn't just a games company; they're tied into so much more, and they're like a sister company. I can't remember the actual top part of it i can you know without having to go searching but i believe it's not as easy just to acquire Sega. there is more involved in that side of things but without um, going and looking i'm not 100% sure on that but yeah no my my think is i i think it's going to be square enix that they're going to acquire cuz he you know 13 billion kind of says they're looking for something that's a bit of a higher value um, the time you put your premium on top to pay out the the board of directors and things like that, um, I think thirteen billion in total buyout for Square Enix is beyond fair, and I don't and I don't think it'd be a problem. But that's what I think.
0: I mean, I I don't know. Who, I there there are some of these that I'm 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 literally interested on who they are because, f- for example, here we have Entain, like we could literally, me and you, BMG, we could literally just jump on a boat and go find them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See, they're
0: based in the Isle of Man. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah
1: I think, um I would say out of all of those, I would say they're probably going to want to acquire Square Enix because they have like the whole Final Fantasy brand that has a lot of fans. So oh, yeah. there's going to be, there, it's pretty much guaranteed people are always going to be buying those games as long as they keep
0: that level of quality. That yeah, they they would have to keep that level of quality cuz
1: and you know they got rid of uh <laughs> they got rid of Crystal Dynamics and they got rid of uh oh the the studio that made um Deus Ex I don't remember their name. They got rid of those uh studios and they sold them to, to Embracer Group, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah Embracer bought um oh, is it it's Montreal? Yeah, Idos Montreal. Crystal- yeah crystal dynamics and that yeah yeah crystal dynamics when idos montreal yeah they were they were sold for a very very low price to um, embracer
0: mm.
1: yeah you know it seems like a missed opportunity with um, microsoft having crystal dynamics work on their um you know crystal dynamics is basically taking the lead on perfect dark and it seems like such a missed opportunity Letting Crystal Dynamics go to Embracer and letting Idos Montreal go to Embracer, Microsoft should have picked those up. Completely yeah. agree. But
2: I, but obviously that all happened while the acquisition is going through with um, ABK, uh, yeah. maybe. And I do believe I think I think um, it was on the Xbox too, Jez Corden, I don't know if it was last week's show, or the week before. Jez Corden has said mm-hmm. literally the entire acquisitions team. Are all all the whole team are on this acquisition and um, they're not kind of moving on with anything else in other acquisitions there'll be talks going on don't get me wrong there is going to be talks but nothing's being pursued while this is going on you know and I don't think they could anyway while trying to get this through all the regulators and also trying to then do another acquisition at the same time I don't think I think regulators would I don't even think they would entertain it in the slightest.
1: Well, it's, days. you I know, it's, it's surprising. I don't think any of us saw this much opposition coming from PlayStation regarding this acquisition when it was first announced.
0: I personally think that was fanboys that, that they've actually listened to the fanboys on that one. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's crazy. You know, it's like Jim Ryan is like losing his mind, like his, like his woman is about to leave him over this, you know? Mm. It's, it's like, it's not, it's like Jim Ryan, it's not a divorce, you know, it's like, okay, Call of Duty, um, it's still going to be, you know, multi-platform. It's like, it's still going to be um, on PlayStation. Yeah, you guys can't do the timed exclusivity for certain content, but it's like, you guys have SOCOM and you're just sitting on it. And if you do, if you do it right, SOCOM would be tremendous.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If they, if, but when when you've got him coming out, Jim Ryan has come out and he said, you know, we can't compete. We call a duty. Whether that's just to, that's full fact, or if it's just to make it look like they're going to take it away from us and we can't compete and we're going to lose competition. But, you know, that's still not the case. Just because all it is, is Microsoft have offered an extra three year deal. Yeah. Um, on top of the current deal, which will run them to what 2027, 2028, but yeah. that doesn't mean because i PlayStation are making it come across that they, after that date, the Call of Duty has been taken off PlayStation. That's yeah. not the case, know. you know. Phil Spencer's already come out and said the game would not be profitable. To take it away from the PlayStation platform, but they don't want to be tied into a deal forever or 10 year deals when, because obviously we don't know how inflation's going, the state of the world, anything could happen, you know, two, three years after that date. One, you know, so they get to 2027, 2028, you sit down and renegotiate because then that way, you know, Xbox can turn around and say, or Microsoft can turn around and say, yeah, we'll keep. call of duty on playstation but you can drop the um tax for crossplay. what might gone you know things like that that you know sony are making millions on from between fortnite and stuff like that and all the different companies it, you know they don't do cross-platform for free it comes at a cost to be able to do that um yeah. and i and don't get me wrong i i PlayStation are not going to just say, yeah, it's okay, do what you want. They're going to fight it to the bitter end. They don't want the deal to go through. They want to be able to keep getting the exclusive side of stuff and timed content and things like that. But, you know, it's, I'm still confident it's going to go through. Um, You know, it's been, as we know, it's been submitted to the EU regulators now, Mm -hmm. which have, what, they gave a provisional deadline, I can't remember it at the top of my head, November, some November something.
1: I think it's November 8th. November 8th, yeah, it's the 8th yeah. or the 3rd, it's one of those two.
2: Ah, yeah, 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 November 8th, yeah. So they uh, they put the provisional date on it to give their response, which they kind of go quite in line with the CMA to a certain extent. Um, so if the CMA has gone to phase two, it's very much likely, um, you know, EU are going to do the same, um, which is you know it's probably going to be expected. But um, everything here, everything you see, is kind of you know they they're confident. You know, Satyendra saying, Phil Spencer saying, they're all confident still that the deal mm. is going to pass. Um, so it's a matter a matter of wait and wait and see really, and the whole. Um, Obviously, you can tie that the Jim Ryan going to Brussels thing that people are making a huge deal of. That's actually a normal thing. They they invite competitors and people in the market and in the industry to come to talk, um, get their points of views across, and how they feel it affects things. They they actually do this, but. Because of its PlayStation and its Xbox, anytime PlayStation is saying anything against the deal or the acquisition or anything like that, it's that it's like it's being made out that they're the only people doing it.
0: Yeah, mm.
1: there's a lot of eyes on this whole situation right now, and I think that's what's getting a lot of people to criticize every move that's being made by both sides.
0: Yeah, I yeah, to, I... definitely. There's definitely a lot of eyes on it. And, you know, it's one of the biggest uh, acquisitions of, well, of this generation, at least. Yeah. You know, you, you can't deny that. Think of the IPs that Activision and Blizzard have. You know, World of Warcraft, for one. Yeah. You know, the, the biggest one of the biggest online multi, massively old MMORPGs there is. You, if someone says MMORPG, you instantly think of World of Warcraft. Like, yeah. it's... Never mind the fact that there's COD in there. You know, we can't... We can't describe how big this is.
2: Yeah, but I think, again, I'm, I'm still under the... Obviously, Call of Duty is a very big get anyway. um, It'll make Game Pass even more amazing. The IP that's just not being utilized—it's just sat there doing nothing. You know, there's all the potentials there because you know, because at the end of the day, they could just lease a lot of this stuff out. Get all the studios making games for them while having their own studios concentrating on the the core things. But I think the biggest thing for it is King. It's the mobile thing. Xbox have said for a long time, uh, even before the Bethesda deal, that they want to get more of a foothold in the mobile market because when you're talking about reaching every gamer on the planet, you've got to think a big, huge percentage of that are mobile gamers. And if you've got one of the biggest mobile games on the planet, which is Candy Crush, that makes millions, millions upon millions a month. It's just it's just stupid money, hand over fist, you know. And you you can then get king, you know, spin them off another studio, or something like that, and help them develop another mobile studio with using their expertise, their structure, you know, it's it's just stupid not to. And like PlayStation now, Playstation, they've bought a mobile studio because they seen the writing on the wall. They bought Bungie because they know they need to get You can see things are moving, most games are moving to the live service side of things. You know, you don't get me wrong, PlayStation are known for your big story-driven single-player action games. Um, They're they're always amazing. Um, You get a lot of people say they're just the same thing over again and again, but you get different experiences from all these games. I, I I, I love PlayStation games. But you know, they know. They see the writing on the wall. They have to adapt as well. They can see the moves Xbox are making, and they want to make moves as well. They can't move as quick as Xbox can. They can't acquire and take the hit on things as bit as much as Xbox can. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft. But you know, it's it's just they are doing things. They grab. They've got. Uh, they've started up their PC side of stuff. They bought Nix's, which ports games to PC. And um, you've got, they bought the mobile studio so they can start making games for mobile and they've mm. got Bungie so they can make these live service games. You know, we're meant to be getting 10 live service games over the next, what, five, five, seven years. Yeah. So it's, they are making these moves because they can see what Xbox are doing, that they need to compete. And that's what it's about. It's about mm. competition. And when you're forcing your competition to change, to compete with, you. Yeah, the consumer benefits.
1: Well, you know what's interesting about Bungie is right when they came in the door to talk to PlayStation, they had it written that, hey, we're going to stay multi-platform. We're not going yeah. exclusive.
2: Yeah, they had it written in, didn't they? It was part, it's part of all the contracts. Well, we've not seen the contracts. We assume that... Yeah, it, you know, it was part of a stipulation that they join the PlayStation families that they run independent. They're not, they don't come under the PlayStation Studios banner, they yeah. completely run independent. Um, and they stay multi-platform. But that's not to say they can't do exclusive content for PlayStation, which yeah. you would do. You want that studio, yes, the game stay multi platform, but you're gonna want you want to attract people to play destiny on the PlayStation, and the only way you can do that is having incentives to do it. That's not saying locking out content or anything like that. You're talking like skins, shaders, maybe the odd dungeon, you know, maybe. But, you know, you're not going to get story stuff or seasonal stuff kept separate.
1: Well, and it's like um, you have Insomniac that got acquired by PlayStation. And, um, you know, it's like... You wonder if if they would have come in the door and told PlayStation, hey, you know what, we'll, um, we'll be acquired by you, but we still want our games to show up on Xbox. You
0: wonder if PlayStation would have acquired them.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at the mobile mobile sphere, you know, the the first one of the three big gaming companies, if you think of consoles, the first one to make that jump was Nintendo, you know look at how many mobile games they've got now yeah and i think yeah. that all three are actually making the moves to compete but it's not nintendo's going about it a very different way and they from what i see they seem to be just keeping themselves to themselves whereas playstation and, X and microsoft are at each other's throats
1: well and i don't think i don't think nintendo has to compete with anybody you know, they no. have their IPs, and they have their identity, and I don't think Xbox and PlayStation will ever beat
0: them. That's just, no. that's just how it is. Like, even, but even, like, you know, fanboys, they're, they're not arguing over over the things like this. Yeah. You know, they're just not interested. <laughs> they're interested in playing games and, and just enjoying themselves.
1: Yep, that's exactly right.
0: And that's what I, 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 I love about that's what a true gamer should be is someone who does who only cares about the the fact that things are moving in the right direction you yeah. know how how long have gamers been trying for cross, cross cross-platform play you know it's it took Fortnite of all things to get that yeah and that came out in 2017.
2: Yeah, it's like the the whole cross-platform thing. Um, You know, it it was Sony that was kind of holding off on it. It took them a while to get around that. I think Fortnite was, you you know, your first major one. But as it came out in the um, Apple Epic court case, when um, all the, you know, files were released and documents came to public light that, you know, they were paying Sony millions to for cross platform. It wasn't free, and that's still the issue today. It's you know I don't know if Xbox charge money. I don't know. We I'm assuming they don't um, because they've always encouraged cross platform and everyone played together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not. I'm not overly too too sure. Um, but it's, 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 it's interesting. We, we eventually, I do believe we're going to get to a point where we'll be playing all the games you get, whether it's Sony, Xbox, you'll be able to play them on anything you want. Um, I do believe we are going to get to that point at some point, but, um, it's crazy it might not be in our life.
0: It might not be in our lifetime, but I, I hope it is.
2: But whatever Sony's doing, um, they must be doing something right that the board's happy with because it's Jim Ryan's not going anywhere. They must be happy with what he's doing and how he's doing things. Because at the end of the day, he is mm. a businessman. He's not a gamer. He isn't a gamer. You saw the way he held the Dual Sense when showing it off. He's clearly never held a controller in his life before. You know, <laughs> but. Um, it's, it's it's one of them. It's, he's a businessman. He's out to make money. If he can make the console cheaper and sell it more because people keep buying it, of course you're going to do it if you're a business. It's mm. just, you know, I know we don't agree with some of their practices and it just seems every time they're fumbling, Xbox make a right move. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's just it's just one of them. It's, it's, it's going to be an interesting time. Uh, I, do, I still think that the deal will clear. End of next March, that's where I'm thinking. End of next March, the deal would clear and it's still gonna go through. That's 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 my prediction.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would like to see it go through personally. I would like to see wow on, on bloody consoles.
2: Yeah. I, I don't think you got I don't think you will. You you think you think about World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. it, it's a you know you it's a paid subscription service on PC, makes again, makes millions upon millions why why would you have to then put more work into it to bring it to console I, I i don't think you will i don't think you'll see it i personally don't think it will end up on uh, on on console to be honest um i think you're going to end up with a lot of the old call of duties a lot of the backlog um you know stuff stuff like mm-hmm. that and that's if it goes through um but the other the other the other thing is what if the deal doesn't go through do microsoft then go, you know what, you've stopped this deal, you've blocked it, sod yeah, We're going to outdo you for everything. We're going to, um, when it comes to go for, going for exclusivity and games and year two year exclusivity, what if they just chuck money at it left, left right and centre to keep, keep games off PlayStation like PlayStation they, they do? Like, yeah. Because they could do it. They, They've got the money. They,
0: they have the money. That, you know They're trying to be fair game. They're trying yeah. to be fair. And You know, Sony for the first time since releasing the PlayStation has, I think, actually feel threatened right now. I think this is the first time they've actually felt like they're on the back foot. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that.
0: Mm. I think they feel like that because
1: um, they really see now that Microsoft is backing Xbox almost with a blank check. Yeah. And that that scares them because it's like... play, play PlayStation on their best day, even if they had all the access to Sony funds, they just can't afford to compete with Microsoft's bank account. No.
2: No, no. But I, I suppose a good thing, um, I think I, I, I think it was um, another show I was on, um, I, I sort of said that it, when, when um, Satya Nadella came out and made his comments that people were finding controversial, I didn't, I thought, it's fair game. Why not? Let's keep stuff stirring. It's good entertainment at the end of the day, but that just also makes me feel better that they, the CEO of Microsoft, the guy that runs the place, is fully in on gaming. That's the important thing that yeah. the you know they're fully right in, happy to fight and do what they need to do to to become. For higher up the food chain in the and the gaming side of stuff, because at the moment we're fourth. Is it we fourth? And if we get ABK, we go to third. So we're still still not ahead of Sony, still not ahead yeah. of Tencent in that in that sense. Not I'm not talking market cap as in what the worth in the gaming side of stuff. I think it would only put us in third place. Yeah, because I think it's Tencent Sony. Is it Nintendo
0: then Microsoft? No, no. no. It, it, it's uh, I'm looking. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my at the market cap itself. Sorry, um, Microsoft ten cent, Sony, Activision Blizzard, NetEase, and then Nintendo, hmm. and then cool. EA. Yeah, yeah. But it,
2: it's... <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, um, and uh, just seeing um, Stubbs' comment there. If it clears, you won't see any other big publisher uh, mergers and acquisitions. They will move to buying independent studios. Uh, I d- I don't know. I think you might see a bit of a mix because when in Phil, in, Phil Spencer did an interview, um, and he was asked. You know, after does it when this acquisition goes, if it goes through, is that it? Are you done? Are you what? What do you do? And he went, no, it's a competitive market. We will always be looking to acquire, so they're always going to be looking to acquire because everyone else is doing it. This is the problem. It's getting, it's getting a smaller and smaller space. Really, you know, more and more studios are being gobbled up. faster and faster than it's ever happened before but i think a lot of that a lot of companies are willing to take um, cash cash off um, you know investors or be acquired because the the pandemic's just absolutely it's just devastated everything you know yeah we, you know the big worst thing that we lost so many lives and then you've got, from, from that, you've got how it's affected businesses, companies, and from everything, every corner of the world, from making anything as simple as a free refrigerator. You know, they have chips in now that you can't get. So it's hard to get Then you know. You go and buy, you want to buy a brand new car, you could be waiting 18 months because they can't get all the parts because there's no one to make them or they're on back order and Mm-hmm. um you know it's it's these these sort of things that are delayed and when you've got if you're a game company and you rely on working as a team to get a game done and out but you haven't got the resources to do it you can't get all the team in person to do it because you can't work fully remote you know and someone comes along and offers you a load of money you, you of course you're going to take it you know if if it means the survival of your company of course you're going to take it
0: oh yeah definitely i think that's you know it's it's definitely it's one of those if you're basically saving our company, you know, from never existing again. And it helps the gamer, you know. There are games out there where you know where we struggle where I mean look at Bullfrog Entertainment. Yeah. I I'm a big fan of the populist games. Yeah. Yeah. I've not seen a single game like Populous the Beginning since 1998, which was the last, which, yeah, it was in the middle of one of the best years of gaming, but, Mm. you know, we can't, we can't go off that. You know, we're, we're in a place where we're actually trying to save companies for the gamers, not, you know, just let them die and gamers suffer in the long run.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting um, because the the space is getting smaller and smaller, and um, you know, and we don't want all one company to own everything because then there isn't competition and then prices do go up. And um, when you can dictate what's going to happen on the market, it's it's not good for anyone. But like Microsoft competing against Sony in these different companies in different areas and you're seeing the other company doing, trying to do the same, it can only improve things. You know, who would have ever thought, um, we would have these PlayStation plus tiers if it wasn't for game pass, you know, you've got, don't get me wrong. I know it's not day in day and day one on PC because Sony, you know, they take longer to do stuff because that's the strategy they take. But the amount of people saying, oh, Game Pass isn't profitable, it's only just flow a flow or whatever, I don't know. No one knows because none of us have seen, you know, the numbers. We don't know if it's profitable, if they're just chucking money and they're losing money in Game Pass, but they just want to try and build it up, whatever. But clearly there's something in it because it's forced Sony's hand to answer that of their version of it but when you're still market leader at the top and when you th- first thing you think of gaming the first thing you generally think of is PlayStation, you don't need to move as quick as these other companies. is that a bit um, bad on play PlayStation side because you know they could easily compete more with game pass by pretty much doing exactly what game pass does you know to the to the letter you know? day-and-day PC, free upgrades and stuff like that, but they won't because they know big Sony fans want to pay for everything. You know, you look at when they came out with this PlayStation service, a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, no, it's good. It's good now Sony are doing it, but I'm glad they didn't put first-party games in because I want to pay the developers. I want to make sure they're okay. And it's like, right, but they they get paid. If it's a first-party developer, you know, that they're, they're making money anyway, and you don't have to if it's in a subscription service, doesn't mean that's your only option. You can buy any game in Game Pass, any game you can buy it. And if it's in Game Pass and it's coming out, you can buy that game with a 20% discount. Some, 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 a lot like that. Yeah, yeah, I see it's still saying PlayStation will lose a lot by offering day in, day. Yeah, I do, don't get me wrong, I agree. I don't think they're in the position where to, to, to do that, I don't think they can do it right. As, as Sentinel said in the chat as well, I don't think they're in a position to do it right now um, because their games cost so much to make. But is there going to be a point where they're forced to do it because Xbox do the next big thing, which forces PlayStation to... You know, come up with a strategy against it's, it's. It's interesting. It's interesting, but it all can eventually. It all benefits the consumer. That's the main thing. Out of all these companies, whatever happens, we benefit. The only one you don't benefit with is with Nintendo because they just do what they want, and people keep paying it.
1: You know, I think a way around them not being able to do day and date with a lot of these releases is like, let's say they have a mission that they're going to offer with um like later on you can buy it or you can buy a set of missions for like 10 bucks extra they're planning on releasing it later but you subscribe to their little service and you get that day and date provided you buy the game yeah afford to do that and that would inspire people hey you know what i want to i want to subscribe to this service so that i can play that ahead of when it's supposed to come out in six months
0: yeah Hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, things, things like that. It's these incentives and things they can come up with to offer the consumer more to get them in that service. To be honest, um, I've, I'm in PlayStation Plus Extra tier, and there's not only a great deal in there that's hanging, you know, there's only a handful of games that I'm actually in the service for. Because to really, my PlayStation is just for. Playing first party games really Xbox is my main now. Um, I enjoy PlayStation. I like the games they make. Um, I love getting you know deep into the games and you know I've had you know God of War twenty eighteen affected me on emotional level with the the whole father son trying to bond and things like that and lo- loss loss of um, the mother and things like that. So you know it does it hits you there. It, it grabs you there, and I love it for that. But. You know, it's you look, but you've got a lot of these games that are now in the service. You know, Spider Man, Spider Man remastered, um, Miles Morales, um, Horizon, God of War 20. There's loads of games in there, and a lot of games have these new patches that are automatically on them for free. Like um, God of War runs at um, 60 frames, as a as, a, as an example. Um, yeah, and I, I just think they need to. Do a bit more with it. Um, you know this PlayStation Stars rework it. We'll just copy what Xbox does, and people will be all over it. Don't offer incentives to you know the more you spend with us, the better you're going to be and stuff like that. You know they really need to rework it, and I just don't think they're being very consumer friendly at the moment.
0: No, I don't. I think they're being very selfish and uh, pandering. But to the but you know. Kind of-
2: you know who is being consumer friendly to the five members of the platform that's just closed.
0: Mm. Stadia. Stadia, you know. rip. Rest in peace, my. F-
1: yeah, that's too bad.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, it, it, it's it's strange. Obviously, i, I the the they're going a good way about it. Um. They're refunding everyone for the hardware and the software they bought. They're not, obviously, they're not going to refund you subscriptions because, you you know, you're paying monthly subscriptions. Uh, but I, I like the fact that if you bought the hardware, you get that, you're getting your money back and you get to keep the hardware. It's no good to anything, but, you know, it's something to have. And get refunded for your games. Um, yeah. Game companies have since come out in the following days to say we're working on a way that you can transfer if you've been like, there's a guy who's been who's what played 660 hours or something in Red Dead Two on Stadia um, and things like that. But and Ubisoft people have got their um, Ubisoft accounts and stuff on there. They are working on a way to. Maneuver it over to the PC side of stuff, so mm. and able to migrate everything you've done. So I do believe they're working with Google for that. So on that side, on the consumer side, the consumers, you know, pretty much your investment you're getting back. So technically, you know, you've you, it's not cost you anything in the in the in the end. Um, mm. The downs, downside to it is, you know, developers didn't find out till. They literally saw it announced. There is some developers that have come out and said, "We don't, you know, we're still waiting on a response from our representative. We don't even know if we're getting our money. Um, What's happening with this game? Do we get it back? Are they just scrapping it? You know, before we released it, you know, things like that." Um, And they've also Google have turned around and said, "You know, because Microsoft have got a chokehold on the cloud service stuff is." Why they didn't succeed, to in so many words. But when you're offering a cloud platform, charging for the hardware, then charging a monthly fee to use the cloud, but then you have to buy your own games and add your own subscriptions on top of it, it was it was. because it was going to fail. It was going to fail from day one. I'm surprised it lasted this long. Yeah, you know, it was just, it was just, it was a bad business model. You know. Um, but it's the route they went. The technology is amazing. The technology they've got behind it is amazing, and they, and they have come out and said they're going to use it for more internal stuff, and they're also going to um, use um lease it out to third parties. So you might even see Sony trying to get a, get a hand in it because it they that's one place they lack is their cloud service side of stuff. In fact, I think, don't they use Azure? Which is owned by Microsoft. And don't they lease that from them for their cloud based stuff at the moment?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not too sure, to be honest, on that one. I can't remember. Yeah. Literally, off the top of my head, I cannot remember. There's a deal. But... There is
2: definitely a deal. I, but I don't know if it's what they've actively using now or if they've gone a different route. But there was a deal made years ago to use Azure. I just don't know. You know, you'd think they'll probably start looking at doing their own thing, uh, mm. but if they can lease Google's technology, pff, there you go. There's a perfect solution to cloud, cloud gaming.
0: Yeah, it's it's literally the perfect answer because, but well, we can only wait and see with what happens with this. You know, the technology there um, in the long run, and well, I don't but- think we'll actually we'll see it. Sorry, no,
2: sorry,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I, I don't think we'll be able to see that much at this end of it. I think it's that's gonna be a lot of behind the scenes stuff.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Well by you, Sentinel, what do you think?
1: Um, I you know, I, I know that Microsoft and PlayStation are working on that Azure stuff, Azure. Mm. And that they're gonna wanna maintain that relationship just because um because by maintaining that relationship they kind of maintain a certain level of rapport with Microsoft because they don't want to just say, you know, Microsoft, we're going to break our deal and we're going to go with Google. And then Microsoft is like, well, you know what? All these games we were going to have multi-plat, we're not going to do it now. You know, so they want to maintain that good relationship because, um, I mean, they already bought Bethesda. And we know Bethesda, for the most part, is going to be, we know for the most part it's going to be, exclusive to xbox or xbox platforms but now you have them buying activision so it's in it's in playstation's best interest to stay in their good graces as much as possible and if they've signed a contract and they're already using the microsoft service for their online stuff they're going to want to maintain that just so they don't burn that bridge
0: i mean that's that's if playstation themselves actually use it you yeah know.
1: yeah I know it was, was what three years ago, sure. right? It was 2019 when they first came up with that. Yeah, that was it. And, yeah, you know, we had the pandemic, and I mean, we've gone into this next generation, and PlayStation has gotten a lot more. Mm-hmm. I think they've gotten a lot more antagonistic. That's that's probably the proper word. They've gotten antagonistic towards Microsoft and towards their fans. You know, because um, you you look at how they're how they are charging for $70 remakes. And, you know, like we've talked about the service and the, pri- the level of priority you have to buy so many games in order to get preference, you know, all that stuff. It seems like they're antagonizing their fans and they know they can get away with it, but they're also antagonizing Microsoft because Microsoft is buying Activision and they can't pay to keep games off Xbox.
0: I'm going to say this. They're almost act- acting like a brat. Yes, yes, exactly. No.
2: Yeah. They don't make themselves look good, do they? That's the that's the problem. It, it's it's not, but you've also got part of the public perception across there as well towards it. Just looks because it's, um, you know, we we don't realize how many different companies are being asked in different industries and, you know, in the game that affect gaming and cloud and what and what have yeah. But we're just seeing playstation's comments and what playstation is saying but playstation aren't helping themselves by coming out with public statements and yeah. and saying things you know they're, they're not helping themselves and um, they they would have been better just saying nothing make all the reports and all the submissions to the regulators because but when you start trying to rally fans behind uh you know, because a lot of fans, are, you know, the the emailing and writing letters and phone calls to regulators, to heads of states, and yes. you know, just they're to, looking
1: ridiculous. Yeah, it just
2: looks it just looks awful. Um, you know, get you know, receiving a letter saying, uh, "Can you stop this acquisition, please? It's bad for everyone." And it doesn't look good. And the more they make themselves look bad, the yeah. better it's making Xbox look you know right, right. yeah uh, i could be wrong i could be wrong but that's that's mm-hmm. how it, it looks to me it just you know when i'm a playstation fan i'm a big playstation fan as well as an xbox fan and yeah it, it just made mm. it just makes me you know um you know upcoming soon um there's going to be a playstation podcast coming part of the xbl party podcast channel when we rebrand right. um and it's like I'm gonna be on that show. I think I'm hosting that show, and you know i'm gonna there's some things I'm gonna to have to try and try and see the other side of, but not fanboyism, but trying to look at it from both sides and uh, while yeah. trying to render a fair opinion as well Right. is is if you've watched any PlayStation show, if you're not all positive and on PlayStation. And uh, against everyone else, you get raked over the coals for it. It's you know, it's hard to try and look at things from both sides mm. and get a balanced opinion these days. And uh, yeah, um, but PlayStation are making it harder.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you go back a generation, me and BNG started that generation as PlayStation players. Mm. If I remember rightly, yeah. Yeah, I did too. Like, because mainly because of the media, I'll 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 hold my hands up to that. It was mainly media that kept me going there. But I've realized that Xbox have been making a lot of the right steps lately.
1: Yeah.
0: But only the future can tell us how that keeps going, and especially with this, you know, yeah. we cannot. We can only until. Everything's finished, and uh, I can't see anything moving. Us, it's going to have big eyes on it, no matter what. I mean, as although to be truthful, as Stubbs was saying, Microsoft actually started the public spat. Yeah, I, um,
2: I, it was asked. Although, yeah, but. He was asked, though, wasn't he? He didn't just come out and say it. He was asked the question. He said he's offered it for several years. Uh, People keep saying several years is just free, but several years could be higher, lower. Uh, But, you know, he was vague in what he said. He said, we've offered for several years. But, again, it's that perception that after several years, it's coming off PlayStation. That's not... That
0: will never happen.
2: It won't happen. And he's also stated that it's not profitable taking it off so it's like but that's not the angle playstation are taking it with is there it's almost like they're trying to convince the people and regulators that no after the deal expires plus the three years they've given that's it that's it's going off the console forever but it's not going to happen and never happen and when phil spencer's come out and stated that It's just like people still can't see it. It's just like, no, you're taking it away from us. And it's like, no, that's not happening.
1: You know, you'd think they were completely unaware that Microsoft essentially owns Minecraft.
2: Yep, and that's multi-platform, everything. Yep, yeah.
0: You know,
1: it was the same stance too, because they said, we're not going to take these, we're not going to take Minecraft away from gamers that enjoy it. Yeah. And they're saying the same thing about Call of Duty.
2: Yeah, yes, yeah. but they're all picking the um, like Bethesda where they said legacy titles would stay, yeah. um, on, and you know, and legacy titles is stuff that's already there, and the live service games. No, it's not, that doesn't that doesn't mean the next Elder Scrolls is going to be on there, or the next Fallout, or we know Starfield isn't because they've had to literally come out and spell it out that it's not going to be there. But, you know, things like that, anything that's live service will constantly be updated, supported, and expansions, and that's not going to change. That will never change. But it's like, and all the games that are still on there that you can buy, like Skyrim. Um, If you own Skyrim on PlayStation, you've got it. Um, doesn't mean they're going to pull it off. So you can only play it if you own it. It's going to still be for sale forever. Uh, if so there's we ever can, an update, so
0: by Skyrim for another twenty times. That's <laughs> it.
2: Well, as Todd yeah. Howard said, it, they will stop re-releasing Skyrim <laughs> when people stop buying it. That, they were his words. You, everyone keeps buying it on every device possible. They made the Alexa um, Echo. I think is it Echo you call it over there? Yeah. Yeah, no, a I joke. Got an Amazon Echo. Yeah, it was a joke. It was a joke, yeah. that, uh, and then they made it into a real thing because people wanted it and they wanted to buy it. I,
0: I play it. I play it from time to time when I'm just sat bored.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, people play it on the fridge. So, yeah, the
0: Samsung fridges.
2: Yeah. So why, if it's going to keep making money, and people keep buying it? Of course, you're going to keep doing it.
0: Which you know, I don't blame them. You know, it's but at the same time, they they. they I think a lot of people are starting to get to that point now where it's well, we're ready for Elder Scrolls 6. No,
2: nah. at,
1: at least we know where Rockstar got the idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: conversations with Todd Howard. <laughs> yep, <laughs>
0: well, you know, but the thing is, the British do it better,
2: <laughs>
0: so yeah, there's that, but. Speaking of Rockstar, and this is going to send Sentinel into a massive smiling joy of glee. that we finally got to it. (laughs) A teenage hacker has been charged with suspicion of the data leak breach. We mentioned it last week, but the Scottish aren't going to be happy with the fact that uh, a Londoner has uh, hacked into uh, one of their company's biggest well biggest games
1: yeah he's been in trouble before though quite a bit
2: Uber didn't he do Uber
0: yeah he he, he did Uber I think there was another one he did Uh, didn't he get 2k as well yeah
1: 2k and Uber and I think Ubisoft I I think it was Ubisoft it might have been
0: someone else hmm
2: yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's one of them because I think the the main th- obviously what what went on was um, it was by you know it wasn't the way Rockstar wanted the game to come out. It wasn't the way they wanted it to be seen uh, because obviously it's caused a lot of controversy over how the game looks, how it plays, characters, and there's. And- so much hate being chucked on it, saying how awful it is and how bad it looks and things like that. Um, but what we've got to remember is it's two-year-old footage of pre-alpha, alpha footage. Is it Sentinel?
1: Yeah, it's, it's alpha, and it's probably pre-alpha footage. And I want to point this out about Rockstar. When in the past 25 years has any of their games been disappointing? A- aside, aside from the trilogy, Grove Street games thing, we're not talking about that. Talking about actual games that were made brand new. How many times have they released a game that was disappointing?
2: Now, now
1: you know, I mean, some people would say, oh, Smugglers Run 2 or Manhunt 2. And I'm like, yeah, but by that point, they were making tons of games very fast, just trying to get them out as fast as they could for the PlayStation 2. So we're not talking about that. You know, we're talking about Grand Theft Auto games. You look at Red Dead Redemption 2. Some people consider it to be one of the greatest games of all time. It's like Rockstar is like the Bruce Lee of video games. They know what they're doing.
0: Rockstar yeah. is literally the rockstar of rocks of, of gaming. That's there literally you know. that that's that's the reason they started. They yeah. they wanted to be the rockstars. That's the reason they named you Rockstar. They wanted to be the rockstars of gaming. And they accomplished it definitely. Yeah, you know, the, especially the with foliage. things like. Oh, and you Manhunt know what's
1: what's funny though, right? Is it's it's a company in the UK, but they get American satire and American culture so perfectly
0: very much so and that's what
1: you know it's like me being from the united states you know i look at their games and i look at a game like true crime and i'm like rockstar got it better than an american company did you know because Hmm. they they study it they study american culture so much and they put so much into their games you know so they're experts in their craft and i think a lot of people seeing this footage they're like oh it looks like crap and i'm like you got to look at what the footage is showing." With the footage, they're working out different um, details regarding the gaming mechanics, like the recoil of the weapons and how the police reload their weapons and how you interact with people in the diner that you're robbing. It's it's the developers working out different segments that are all going to go together.
0: That's all it is. Yeah, it very much is. And it's all about that. You know, they're trying to be. Yeah, I mean it wasn't meant to come out this way, but at the same time, you know, it it gives people an insight into how games go together. For me personally, you know, I I like to see that side of things.
1: I kinda I kind of feel like Rockstar put themselves in this position. I don't think they deserved to get hacked, but I think them waiting so long and not talking about it at all got people so desperate where these hacker groups that want to be like superheroes, they're like, I'm gonna do this because it needs to be done.
0: Mm. I mean, we could always we could always go and watch Fernando and you know his <laughs> fake GTA Six videos for years. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think the footage looked that bad. Um, from what we've seen, it just looked like Grand Theft Auto. And and I understood. I looked at footage, just Grand Theft Auto. It looked it looked fine. Um, and I've, but I understood that it was two-year-old pre-alpha footage. Um, yeah. I didn't post any of it. Um, I did watch the stuff, but I didn't post any of it because I didn't want to risk getting strikes or anything like that, but I also didn't want to help spread it because uh, yeah. it was always worth the conversation. Um, because you look at what they did and then you look at the new Saints Row game, the al- pre-alpha two-year-old footage of GTA looked better than the new Saints Row yeah. I don't know about you, but it, to me, it look, it looked better because Saints Row has always been trying to compete. They've always tried to go for the wacky side of what GTA is, haven't they? They've always...
0: Yeah. They've always... I, mean, in what what other, I feel that way. Yeah, I mean, in what other game can you run around with a, uh you know, six-foot purple dildo whacking people around the face with it?
1: <laughs> I don't think they have that anymore, though. I think they pretty much sanitized
0: Saints Row.
2: But Why? Uh, I've. Ne- I don't understand why they've done that. Why?
0: I think they the catering into a woke crowd, personally.
1: Yeah, one of the one of the head persons. Um, her name is Steph Something. I don't remember.
0: There's tons of YouTube videos
1: about it. She was going off on rants, and it's kind of like if she's involved behind the scenes, it makes a lot of sense why they put a lot of stuff into this game. You know, like with the original Saints Row, you got you know you got a. Gat and you got shandy and you got pierce and you're like i could see these guys getting into a bar fight you know with the new saints row it's like they're they're complete garbage you know they're just crap they're college kids that want to break into a life of crime because they're trying to make student loan payments it's like are you serious
0: that makes no sense whereas literally you know, know the original the original you know cast they were, they were just, you know, they lo- they looked like general people you'd meet off the street. You know, yeah. you could, Gat was that smooth-talking, tough guy. You had shondi you know, your local slut kind of thing. Pierce was the guy that was the joker kind of of the group. Yeah where uh, and you just fit in as the player but it doesn't seem like they've they've gone for real people it, you know they've gone for really fictional people and yeah not everyone's gone through college no one's gone not everyone's gone through college no one's got not everyone's done all of this and yep. understand it, you know, how I've never done I, I I don't have college loans, you know. I I don't know how much it is, you know. I can't understand it, but yeah, you know, that's all we can do. But
1: and you know, it's like I have college loans, and I never once did I think about going to stick up a, uh, you know, a loan or a check cashing place to pay them off and, and start your own. Gang. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and then wanting like this little skinny dude with glasses, then wanting him to be part of the gang. I'm like, are you serious? He might be able to fetch him energy drinks or, you know, some Taco Bell and that's about it.
2: Yeah. It, it's, it's just, it's almost like they've, it's just ruined the series. I wasn't, I was always more on the Grand Theft Auto side than yeah. Saints Row side of stuff. Um, but it just, just look like the Saints Row's just, they, they, they've just killed themselves.
1: It's just, looked- it's, it's because they they didn't respect the franchise and they didn't respect its history.
2: Exactly. They've they've panicked and gone. Let's go as safe as possible, so we have no comeback. And they've gone that safe, that reserved. It's yeah. it's killed the game. You know the you know embrace come out and said mm, it, the game didn't do well. We're not happy. You're not going to see another one again. That'll yeah. be be bye bye Saints Row. You're clearly not what people want anymore. See you later. Your Maybe like
0: history, G- yeah.
1: Well, GTA, then, um, re- GTA respects their fans more than the Saints' Row devs respect their fans. That's why I think GTA 6 is going to be
0: fine. Yeah, I, I agree on that one. I think GTA 6 is going to be fine. I, I can't see this, I don't understand where all the you know criticism came from. It was an amazing, uh, for to say that was pre alpha, I was quite impressed. Mm.
1: Uh, something that really impresses me about that. It's not just the instant swap, but it's the fact that you're now playing as Bonnie and Clyde, essentially. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because, because the I'm worst sorry. part about GTA five was Michael DeSantis' family. Yes. You know, I was I was like, damn, I wish they had an option in the game where he could toss Trevor the keys and be like, go in there, go ahead, do your worst. And he just sits outside while there's eh, all the screaming and stuff. And you know, Michael just had to be done with his family because they were so annoying.
0: Um, I see. I, 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 I enjoyed that because I'm, I'm from a big family, so uh, some of those interactions would have happened in my family.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I am, I am too. But as far as a Grand Theft Auto protagonist, I'm like, why is this in the game?
0: You know? Mm, yeah, I think it was to bring a little bit of realism to it. I mean, to say that he. It was basically his plan was to escape from his life of crime. That's yeah. what he wanted to do. It right. just it caught back up to him.
1: Hopefully, in this game, they let you steal cars and ch- sell them at a chop shop because they. I think GTA Five was the only game you couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like why well, call it Grand Theft Auto if there's no Grand Theft Auto going on.
2: Yeah, kind of, kind of fits the object of it, but it, it, it's also it's one of them um, GTA Five it was a good game. I didn't like having to swap between three characters. I would have loved it if you were just Trevor the whole time, from start to finish. I, Trevor was an awesome character, Um but I like I like the idea of the Bonnie and the Clyde for GTA Six. I like mm-hmm. you're going to be able to flick between male mm-hmm. and female character. I know a lot of people have absolutely gone crazy that there's going to be a female protagonist in Grand Theft Auto. And it's like, why? What is is so wrong with having a female protagonist?
0: Why does everything
2: have to be male-centric?
0: I mean, look at, you know, well, for example, Syndicate. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. You know, we've had uh, so much... There was so much backlash about Ellie, weren't there? If I, if, I can't remember her name, off the top of my head. From *Blast right of Us*. No, from uh, *Assassin's Creed Syndicate*.
2: Syndicate, Evie, Eva, Evie. Eva, Eva, yeah. Eva. Um, even even then, there wasn't light shed on it. You look at you, you look at um, *Assassin's Creed Odyssey*, Cassandra is one of the best protagonists in the entire series cassandra she's an absolutely mm-hmm. amazing actor and uh, she's amazing in the story and yet she's uh, like all the assassins creed the female side of it is um just kept behind they they don't it's always the male protagonist that comes first and have, and so it works in some instances some games a design for that fact but when you're offering the option for both you've got to make it on an equal part well, what's the point
1: or yeah just exactly.
2: pick one and go with one go with a female protagonist you look at um tomb raider horizon female protagonist brilliant perfect it fits it's right for the story It wouldn't work if it was a male i know the opposite to a um, tomb raider's uncharted Uncharted, it's like um, a bit like Indiana Jones. It's like a mm. action comedy, you know, emotional roller coaster going on. Whereas, like Tomb Raider, it's about survival, raiding tombs and stuff. And it fits, it works, it, it, you know. But I, I like the idea of the whole Bonnie and the Clyde thing, and I am looking forward to when Rockstar mm. are ready to announce it. Um, does this force them to? do it early get a trailer put no. together and an announcement or do they just say nah we'll just wait you know what does it force the hand at all we know it's not going to affect development time as from what they've told us but
0: who knows i don't i don't see it doing that i think i mean one of the first things i said and i'm i'm not obviously as soon as i found out that like, the first thing i thought was and i know i shouldn't have thought this, but not knowing fully, but it wouldn't have surprised me. To be truthful, that G- that rockstar would have done something like this. Personally, just to seem, you know, a little bit edgy. Like that's that's the whole stick. I do wanna.
1: I do wanna talk about um, the GTA Five thing. The biggest. One of the biggest negatives about the game was that we didn't have um single-player dlc now of course it was reported in news outlets that it was cancelled um like 2014 maybe to focus on gta online which was a cash cow for them but um i know there's there's a there's an individual um i'm trying to think goes by the name of tez2 i think He's talked about it online and he had some credibility regarding some of these, you know, some of these leaks. And he said that Rockstar is going to put more of an emphasis on single player DLC for GTA 6 as well as DLC for, you know, the online portion. And I know um, I've been monitoring the GTA 6 thing for years. And I know there were rumors before about it being uh, codenamed, codenamed uh, GTA Americas. And that's because they want to evolve the map and they want to include new areas with time as they as they create them and polish them. And I think having single player DLC where you can go to a different city and you do that with, you know, over time would be a great move. It would help to bring a lot of people back that have been real critical of Rockstar over the past 10 years. Because that was, yeah. that was a big issue that it seemed like they didn't even acknowledge, but if they're doing, if they're gonna address that with GTA 6, that's definitely a step in the right direction.
0: I I definitely agree I think Rockstar are one of those gaming companies that for the consumer they they make the right decisions yeah personally you know Mm. that they are that edgy company and always have been you know look at how much well how much backlash they got from governments over, over the British government, over Bully. You know, they had to go back and edit it and change it. Yeah.
1: Well, and yeah. I think the problem with a lot of these governments that get involved is they don't really know enough about the video game or about the company, and they make these assumptions going in, and it creates all sorts of issues that don't need to be there. It's like if they had an office for each of these government agencies or whatever, That their whole job was to play video games and understand them, then they would say, Oh, this game isn't really about you know a kid going around and bullying so much as it is him fighting bullies.
0: That's exactly what it is. It's literally about fighting bullies off. Yeah. Um you mean you know it's we don't need more Jack Thompsons. We need more gamers in the in to talk about stuff like that. Exactly. You know. It's something that I think we need actual gamers in that area. Uh, so Stubbs,
2: that we... so, sorry, go
0: on. Oh no, you go first.
2: No, saying Stubbs, Stubbs is asking how many you know copies of Grand Theft Auto Five has the panel got. Um, I seen uh, what, what was your Sentinel? PS3, PS4, Xbox One. Mine's.
1: Yeah. Heinz- that was it, yep.
2: I've got I've had it on PS3, PS4, PS5, Xbox 360, Xbox One and the Series X.
0: I've and had it on...
2: <laughs> technically, oh yeah, Xbox One Series X. Yes, yes, I got the Series X version. Yes, I've had it on everything.
0: <laughs> I've only had it on Xbox 360, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. I haven't got the Series version.
2: Oh, it's worth it! It's, it's really, really good. I can't wait for the next, 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 next remaster plus version of GTA Five to come out before GTA
0: Six. You know, what, even before the next generation.
1: Yep, I, I know everyone gave Grove Street Games. You know, I, I know that they gave them trouble, or they they were they were pissed because of how um, the the definitive trilogy was. But I still wish that Rockstar would let them do that for liberty city stories and vice city stories. Yeah. You know, it's like even if Grove Street games made it, I wouldn't care because I just want to play those on a current console without having to you know
2: without having to play them online or whatever. I want the original Grand Theft Auto. I remember getting the original Grand Theft Auto. I begged my parents to get me the original Grand Theft Auto for the PlayStation One. I want that. GTA 2 and GTA London, remastered. Keep the top-down view. I love the top-down view. Just nice updated graphics running on new consoles. I'd love that. Because right I, now, the, the only way I can play the original Grand Theft Auto now on a PlayStation is by picking up the PlayStation Classic where it's pre-installed.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I have the disc somewhere. I know the PlayStation 2 can play them.
2: <sighs> yeah, classic game. Classic. Put in the god mode and just run around in a tank and just flatten everything <laughs> while police charge it. Yeah, oh, it was fun. Blood right. trails of people everywhere.
0: <laughs> right. Yep. Oh,
2: Classic game, classic. Um, they don't make them like that anymore. And I noticed, I think it was after, after Grand Theft Auto 3, they took out the Grand Theft Auto song. Do you remember the song?
0: I think I'm too young for that.
2: Tip, tap, turn a steal what you can, and run from the nation. No? Oh, classic. Nope. Oh, oh. It was the theme song. They actually had a theme song that played on the radio. Really, really catchy as you were stealing cars, being chased by about 20 police. Oh, it was fun.
0: But well, I think we've uh, covered everything, I think, right now. It's- is there anything anyone else wants to talk about while we're... Uh... Uh,
2: the, the only thing um, I'd, I'd seen posted by Cobrill online, Microsoft has created a new website dedicated to the acquisition of Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, and it's literally um, benefits of Xbox plus Activision Blizzards, and it just shows, like, benefits for players, benefits for game creators, benefits for the game industry. So benefits for the players... And this is Xbox, what they've officially (coughs) posted. More games on more devices, including Xbox, PlayStation, phones, and online. Choice in how and where people buy games with subscription and one-off purchase options for the 95% of gamers who play on phones, alternatives to gaming offerings from the dominant mobile platforms. And that, that ties into when we were talking about King being the key part of the deal that they really want Mm. Um, benefits for game creators more ways to get games in front of more players through support investment and better access to games better revenue and fair market rules through our app store principles that i would say is a jab at playstation (laughs) if i'm honest
0: just that that sounds a little bit like a jab at playstation
2: Mm, it does a bit Greater flexibility in payment systems and the experience they provide their fans. Benefits for the gaming industry. More competition in mobile, where a couple of big players dominate, which is um, true. You know, which is, to be honest, one of the biggest ones is King. Mm. Okay. So, but does add more competition there. Greater competition in traditional gaming, where Sony and Nintendo will remain the biggest. It's almost like they've done doing a slideshow <laughs> for regulators. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it feels like. It does, doesn't it? And lastly, emphasis on positive workplace culture and increased local investment from Microsoft in studios and creative ecosystems around the world. But that's officially up by Xbox, <laughs> Is, that, is lit- that a
0: jab at Activision? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I think it kind of is. A bit of a dig at Bobby, a bit of a dig at PlayStation, and slight dig at Nintendo as well, saying, look, users are always going to remain on the top even when we own this company. So it's, But it sounds like a, a very simple thing that they're going to go into the CMA meeting or EU regulators, and they're just going to go, here, look at this slideshow. <laughs> See if that makes it more clear.
0: Yeah,
1: that's a good idea. It keeps it simple, so they don't get confused.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they need they need sim- simplicity because we've got to remember these people aren't they're not gamers. Gamers, or in a sense, they're not in this industry. They rely on looking because obviously they they have to look at how it's going to affect the industry. They have to look how in a, in the future how things could go. They're going to look at possibilities. Uh, But if things are more cleared up and more understandable and how it's going to help as well as um, go against, you know, that's how they're going to make base the decision.
1: Yeah, I think the uh, debacle a couple of years ago with EA kind of um, it got the wrong, wrong idea in a lot of these um, government uh, individuals heads because, you know, EA came under fire because of the microtransactions and loot boxes. And some of these companies, or some of these countries, I'm sorry, consider that gambling, and they're like, well, you're marketing it for kids like FIFA. And so I think um, EA kind of gave them the wrong idea about you know, gaming companies, and so they see Microsoft doing this, and they automatically think that it's bad, Yeah. that it's going to be predatory, or whatever.
0: Yeah, and this is why I say we don't need more Jack Thompsons, we need more gamers.
1: Yeah, that actually know the situation and how it's actually going to affect the
0: industry. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop a name here. We need more people like Luke Steele. Luke oh, Steele. Luke
1: Steele.
2: He's um, on G- GPG. Um, he's a member on there. He's a member on Roundtable Gaming. You've probably seen him on loads of podcasts recently doing the rounds because he... he as a, a job, he's a mergers and acquisitions lawyer. So, and he's dealt with the CMA before, so he kind of has the ins and outs of these things. And, uh, and um, he will be on XBL party podcast tomorrow, uh, 8 PM BST. And I think one of the topics we're actually touching on is, um, the CMA leaders in interface two and, and we obviously the um, files and with the EU as well so there'll be conversations on that so highly recommend anyone to listen to the show tomorrow to uh, get a better understanding because um, this is what Luke does for a living as well as podcasting and gaming
1: i have to no. look it up because i think there's a few Luke steals on uh twitter
2: yeah i'll um yeah what i'll do is i'll i'll tweet you his um, twitter handle later so you can drop him a follow
0: Sure, I appreciate it. So, right now I, uh, is there an, anything else Sentinel? Um, I mean we could touch on coalition helping
1: 343 get Halo Infinite in good shape.
0: Yes. Yeah, we could do that. I, I I don't know much about that truthfully.
1: You know, I think um, you know, a lot hey, of
0: Well,
1: a lot of people outside of Xbox don't really it's kind of like they they under it's like the Coalition is underrated, I guess, if you want to call them that. Like, they assume that the Coalition isn't as capable as they really are. You know, but you look at all of the the, um, Gears of War games that they've ever made have been technical powerhouses. (coughs) Hmm. You know, they've been phenomenal. They've had amazing graphics. And I think um, Coalition getting involved with 343 is a good thing. It kind of feels like 343 wasn't really up, up for the job. Not necessarily that they're a bad studio, but they didn't have enough people or, you know, the uh, exchange of information between the bosses and the different, um, you know, department heads, just it wasn't working. And that's what led to a lot of these issues. And it feels like the coalition is a well-oiled machine and they know what they're doing and they're able to pump out quality products with little or no issues.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean you and me and you, BMG, we played through the entire Gear series during the first lockdown, didn't we? And we, they, those games still hold up today. Yeah, just don't even bother with the Xbox 360 chat, like we tried. <laughs> just yeah. have a laugh.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. The the Co- coalition are very good at what they do. Um, the games they've made, the Gear series. Don't get me wrong, amazing Blood guts, but all five games are literally the same story. Yeah. And that I got very boring uh, because it was literally the same game, but you played the odd different characters, but it was the same game. Yeah. Um, but what the, the world they built, the lore, um, you know, the details, amazing, and they, they know how to make games. Um, could they do with... More knowing on story wise and stuff, yeah, they could they could probably do with helping that. Um, but yeah, I could see them with Halo free for free. Not saying they've made the games are bad or anything like that, they've just, it's just, there's just not enough support, there's just not enough content. I like Halo, I enjoy Halo, um, I've played them all. Um, the biggest thing that's been a part of every Halo is co op, yes. day one. Yep. Co-op, and you release your new Halo title after numerous delays, after years to come out with a new console, and you couldn't get co-op and running up and running. You then release a um you know beta test for the for the co-op works brilliant. They had like four or five people works brilliant, works perfect, and then they announce, oh, it's not coming out till the eighth of November. It's like, what?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a year, nearly a that's year. That's the other thing. The coalition, all, all the gears games are are co-op. Yeah. And Even yeah, it's one. In terms of story, you do you, you, you know what I think about the story of Gears? It's just a yeah. grittier version of Halo.
2: Yeah. I, I, if you I, look
0: I, at the story and the fact that it's humans versus aliens versus infected aliens.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I must admit, with Halo 5, they did... uh, Halo 5, sorry. Um, Gears 5, they did something different. You had multiple people playing. So say you're playing it co-op. You would both experience different things the other player didn't through the story. You would see things and play bits different than the other player wouldn't see. And that I really appreciate. Because I remember when we played it, I was um I forgot the main character's name, what what her name is, can't remember her name. Hale. Something or... like that.
0: But Cat, something like that.
2: Yeah. But spoilers for Halo Far uh, Gears Five. If you haven't played it by now, then where have you been? But you you go into you, you you start playing you're at this particular point and then you jump into the body of one of the um what the bad guys called. Big guy yeah, me with machine gun thing can't remember the name of the the bad guys in um gears locust Um, locust you become a locust with a big gun and then it's like you start killing more locusts but but i didn't know you didn't know i Hmm. was the locust so you started killing me and killed me
0: and it's like yeah
2: you know experience different stuff like that it's like what that was good it was unexpected it was different it was good um, you know, it was that water cooler moment. Whereas Halo Infinite, you have pretty much an empty open world with bases with clusters of enemies, and you, it's built. You can see how it's designed. It's built for co-op. They built it with co-op in mind, and it doesn't have it. Yeah. And I don't know what the coalition's going to be able to do to to help with this because obviously we know we've seen the rumours. We've seen the stuff about transferring over to Unreal 5 uh, or Unreal Engine, but that's more of a certain affinity side of it, I believe. Because mm-hmm. the guy that created the slip slipstream or slip space engine, whichever it's called, they sacked him. The guy that created the engine, they got rid of him. Wow. So it's like, is this why the switching over? Because they just can't understand the engine. Will they switch? Um, infin- infinite over, but surely before they actually chose an engine or, or created their own engine, they must have looked at these things. Must have looked at the engines and seen what worked best. Is there a reason why they didn't use Unreal? Was there? A, was it because it was going to have to pay too much out, or did it not work properly? You know, there's these questions we could. We'd, I'd like to be answered. We're never going to get the answer, but not coalition. Now. Is pretty much in on the Microsoft side of things, is the leader top dog in knowing Unreal Five. They would help do the Matrix um, demo um and things that with for Unreal and stuff. So they are the people to help do this.
1: Well, but, and in, in addition to the Halo thing, they also have their own Gears sequel that they're oh, working yeah. on. Yeah. And I guess they have a new a new game that they're working on as well
2: yeah it's like is it like a smaller a smaller game to show off on real five, I believe?
1: I'm not sure I yeah. you know what it's like I know and I want to bring this into the coalition discussion because I know a lot of people would love to see um, mm-hmm. Xbox do a superhero game. Yes, and I think Definitely. if you were gonna have any Xbox studio do it, it would be the coalition and you'd have them do a Punisher game. oh. Because that would be crazy. Because they know about gore, they know about guns, they know about yeah, you know, action. And I think that's what you'd want to have in a Punisher game.
2: Yeah, yeah. Didn't think I didn't think of that. Yeah, good thinking. I I tell you the one, and I and I and I do wonder because obviously with the acquisition with Bethesda, um, they acquired the id Tech engine. Why not use that? The id Tech engine is built for. Your FPSs, your big open, you know, your big world FPSs and stuff. Why, why not? Why not switch it to that? Because it it's depends, your own engine.
1: Well, it depends on how many of the developers who are working on this game are comfortable working with that engine. Yeah, true. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you look at um, when they were making. I think it was when when uh, they were EA was making Anthem, and they wanted them to make it. Um, was it Anthem or was it um, Mass Effect Andromeda that they wanted in the Frostbite engine? Do you remember which one? Ma- Mass Effect. Yeah, and yeah. the developers were like, "What the hell?" You know, they're like, "This engine is not optimized for this type of game." Yeah, and so it created a lot of problems. And I think that's that's something that a lot of people don't um, instinctively think about whenever they're like, "Oh, we're switching over to this new engine," and it's like it's probably because a the developers know how to work in that engine, and b for a third-person action game or first-person, whatever you're doing, this type of engine is optimal for that type of stuff. If you're trying to do all this different stuff, they want to incorporate into it.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I didn't think I didn't think of it from that. Good, good point. I didn't think of it from that. Yeah, that's
0: very. That's a very good point. So, right.
2: But just before we just before we go, um, probably people probably noticed there's a bit of a different format this evening um shadow mall our tech guy the man that runs the show um, is not with us this evening Um, so we're having to i had to quick scramble round and we've tried we're trying out Streamyard. so if it looks different you're thinking where's the normal graphics and stuff it's uh and um, just a one-off for the moment as a as a backup to to use um but uh yeah if any if anybody's wondering
0: yeah, we 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 we're, we're trying new things still. It's only early days. We haven't we haven't mastered the art yet. So for now guys, um I want to thank Sentinel for being on here. Where can we find you?
1: Um it's uh Sentinel17 on Twitter, Sentinel17 on Twitch. Um you know, let me see. I'll I'll type it in the chat. because it's it's mixing it's mixing numbers and letters so you know yeah okay that's Twitter um twitch is spelled the same way
0: yeah uh bmg where can we find you
2: uh, well you obviously you can find me here at uh stacy's chat we uh, obviously we've got at stacys chat on um Twitter stacy's chat on YouTube so Please give us a, a follow. If you like the show, like, subscribe, share with your friends, family. Um, we we also over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Um, thanks to our friend Stubbs getting us out on all the podcasting feeds all over.
0: We're on Amazon Music.
2: Amazon Music, yeah. Amazon Music as well. So you can ask Alexa to do that for you. Oh, mine's just lit up. Um, you can also find me over at the um, Xbox party podcast um, we, I'm a panel member on there and we're live there tomorrow night if you want to go and check that out we have again at Twitter, XBL party podcast we have a website, we have Patreon also some podcast services uh, we are on our march to a thousand subscribers um, there's going to be a huge giveaway of games and um, game pass and stuff once we reach that um, but yeah, that's uh, where you can find me
0: me, myself, and I, you can find me on YouTube as Anime Raza. Um, find me on Twitter at Anime Raza. You can find me on Twitch for when I'm recording videos. Um, same again, Anime Raza. But, um, tomorrow on my channel, if you want to see me play Fallout One from 1997, I'm going live probably around 11 o'clock in the morning. So if you want to see some old gaming games check check it out so yeah if you if you've enjoyed the podcast tonight remember that hit the big thumbs up button hit the big 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 red button hit that bell and remember as always stay frosty
2: see you later guys
0: later guys